Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of You Can't Handle the Truth. Today's episode will be the next instalment in the Michael Bay series that I'm doing and we're talking about his fifth movie and his first sequel, Bad Boys 2. So this film came out eight years after the original and I don't think... I, th I don't think it's as good a film as the original, however, it is extremely fun if you turn your brain off, do not expect anything great, and just go with it, because it's too long for starters. It's just shy of two and a half hours, which is baffling to me, because it does reach a point where it seems to be growing very thin, but it keeps going anyway, and I'm not sure that was probably the wisest thing, because even though the first one is two hours, it manages to hold its runtime pretty well. This does start to weaver a bit. However, it ends it very, very strongly, because the last 20 minutes, that's when all the explosions happen. Okay, that's when all the crazy, insane shit actually happens. Don't get me wrong, this whole film is full of insane, crazy stuff, but... It is specifically the last act, the, the last part of the last act even, when things just get turned up to 11 out of 10. And when I say 11 out of 10, I actually mean like 48. So it's crazy, okay? Up until that point, I was thinking, it's definitely a Michael Bay film. It's definitely got that explosiveness, but the actual explosions themselves, they are less prominent and it's more just destruction in this movie. It's more laying groundwork for the Transformers kind of destruction minus the explosions that he's known for in his next few films. But then the proper explosions and everything just starts to go f crazy. So it, it's a mad film. It's a very entertaining film. I love seeing Will Smith and Martin Lawrence back. I think these characters are fantastic. The performances are you know, weirdly good. Like, it's not going to win any awards, and it didn't win any awards, unlike his previous films, thank God, but it is the kind of film that's so stupid and so outrageous. It's just a bundle of fun. Literally, it is not good, but it's very, very fun. So this time around, there's a bunch of narcotics deals going down, and they need to stop them. Okay, that's it. So in the first movie, it was the bad guy steals all the drugs from the police impound. This time, it's drugs are being shipped in and out of Cuba and Miami, and they've got to bust it. Okay, that's pretty much it. Somehow that stretches into a two and a half hour plot. I have no idea how or why. I mean, this film opens with a KKK scene, which is crazy, because that's the one thing I always remember. I hadn't seen this film in years, and then I watched it a couple of years back when Bad Boys for Life came out, and I suddenly remembered the KKK scene at the start. Michael Shannon is in this as well. It's so just insane. It's stupid. I don't think it's a good film. I really don't think it is a good film, but because of that, I think it's great because it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Every single scene, there's something funny happening. The dynamic between the two lead actors and when they interact with different characters. So in this movie, you've got Gabrielle Union playing Marcus's sister, and then also with their interactions again with Joe Pantolino, the captain. It's funny. Okay, it is funny. The script is terrible. Like, it's really not a good script at all. I'm pretty sure it's overtly racist at times because I'm 90% well, I'm sure that the script was written by white people. So, yeah, there's a lot of swearing. There's a lot of racial slurs going around. And it's a lot heavier than the first movie. Okay, in the first movie, you felt the language, but it wasn't that bad. It was kind of entertaining. This movie does have, you know, quite a bit of swearing, but it's funny. And the action sequences, when they happen, they don't happen that frequently, but when they do happen, they are insane. So the freeway chase quite early on, I think it's about half an hour in maybe, it's just crazy after craziness stacked on top of itself. And then cars are flying everywhere, then there's a 
boat that explodes for some reason. It's mental, okay? And I love how this film is referenced in Hot Fuzz when Danny keeps saying to Nicholas, you ain't seen Bad Boys 2. Because Bad Boys 2 is the kind of film that you don't really have to watch the first one and it doesn't do anything different to the first one. But this time, I don't think it's a bad film, but I think it's a much more guilty pleasure kind of enjoyment because I do genuinely think the first one is good but this one feels completely different and definitely definitely more in line with what Michael Bay is best known for moving forwards. Half the shots are just lit so terribly, the colour grading is horrendous, low angles, oh my god, I swear he was just crawling along the floor looking at women's skirts half the time, but that's what Michael Bay is known for. Look at any other film after this, okay, Pain and Gain, all the Transformers, they all look exactly like this, and it's funny, and you know, say what you want about Michael Bay, he's definitely got his own style, and he's got his own vision and uniqueness to him, it's not good, it's really not good, but a lot of directors are just doing it for a paycheck, whereas you look at Michael Bay's films, and yeah, obviously he's getting paid a lot, and he's just going crazy with it, but it feels as though he's actually doing it just because he can, and because he wants to, and I've got to respect that, I think everybody has, because not a lot of directors have the reign to do this, but he sure as does so a fair play to him i mean the guy is a nutcase but i like how he cameos in this film as well he cameoed back in the rock in his second film now he's back in this one can't remember if he cameos in one of the transformers maybe but yeah this film is mental there are so many things that make no sense whatsoever there's one scene when they're all getting ready to go to cuba and they are wearing like disguises and they have the faces all painted, they go in black ops, they go really undercover. But why? Like literally, there is no need because the second they get off that helicopter, it cuts to daytime. It's not like they were infiltrating anywhere at night. And speaking of this, this is when Michael Bay's typical tropes and start to shine through. Randomly it will be night in one scene, and then five minutes later it's the middle of the day. Okay, it happens in 13 hours horrendously, which is, it, it's kind of funny, but it's also really depressing because that film is great, but it kind of limits itself how much you can take it seriously when they are running through the streets at night in one scene, the very next shot shows them in the middle of the day. So in this film, there's a stakeout scene when it's nighttime, and then he says, the boat will be here in about an hour. It waits an hour somehow, I mean, it doesn't show any time jump recognition whatsoever, it just happens, the boat then comes into shot, and then the next shot you see, it's the middle of the day, but they're still there, so I, I don't understand what is going on. It happens in Hollywood films so much. It happened in No Way Home most recently. You look at that final battle, it's all happening at night, and then the second that Green Goblin crashes his glider, the sun's coming up, and it's the middle of the day. But how? It was night just two minutes ago. It makes no sense. Why are they all picking fights, and why are they all doing these things? right on the cusp of dawn, it makes no sense, I, I don't get it, I don't get films, and Michael Bay films are a mystery to me, the editing is all over the place, the script is terrible, like I said, the performances from the main two are great, but everybody else is kind of just cheesing it up, the villain is not that good, the explosions, I mean, I wrote down one thing, a guy f implodes at one point, so when it gets to the crazy nonsense at the end, there's just explosions happening left, right and centre, the army comes in, they start RPGing everywhere, and then all of a sudden, one guy RPGs this hut with a guy in it, and you don't see the guy explode, you see him literally implode, okay, he goes in with the explosion, I don't know what's happening, like Michael Bay is defying the laws of physics yet again, just like he did with Armageddon, and you gotta respect it, but at the same time, what the f***, like, what the actual hell 
is this film? I do not know, but it's a bloody good time. It is really fun. I really enjoy it. It might be his third best so far. I don't think it's as good as Bad Boys 1, and I'm not sure if it's as good as The Rock. I mean, to be fair, it's a more enjoyable film than The Rock, but I think The Rock is a kind of hesitantly better film, per se, but I do prefer this to Armageddon and Pearl Harbor, so it has a lot of redeeming qualities. It is just so sh- it's really, really fun. Like, this is the definition. If you look up in the dictionary, so bad it's good, or so bad it's great, Bad Boys 2 will come up, right? The poster, just got real. I mean, those shots, once again, when it just pans around the characters as they stand up. And then there's one scene, it's so iconic. It happens in another one of his Pain and Gain. This happens in Pain and Gain as well. But there's a scene when they're having a shootout in this house, uh, in this room sort of place, and the camera just goes crazy, it just starts spinning all the way around the room, through the doors, showing uh, Mike Lowry and Marcus in the one room, and then the bad guys in the other room, keeps going through the cracks in the doors and the windows, and it, it keeps spinning for about two minutes, just going round and round and round. Then it's great because he puts the gun to the hole in the wall, and then he just blows the guy's brains out, and there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of action, it, it's fun, it's bloody, it's enjoyable. I like it, okay, but I will shit on it because it's not a good film, okay, it is not a good film, but it is a bloody great one at the same time, so Bad Boys 2, it's a weird one, it's a very strange one, but I enjoy it, okay, I really enjoy it, there's another insane sequence later on, then it just goes really weird, and there's a morgue scene, and there's, yeah, it's a typical buddy cop film, and they got to infiltrate, and there's rats at one point, like, what is going on, what is actually happening in this film, so much doesn't need to happen, but it does, and that's kind of the charm of it, because they could have cut it out, anybody else would have cut it out, alright, this was Spielberg, he would have been like, no, that scene is terrible, we're cutting it out, Michael Bay is just like, yeah, we're keeping that in, we're keeping the rats humping in, we're gonna keep Dan Marino in a cameo in it, why, what is this film, what is it, it's crazy, but it's so fun, it's so good, so yeah, Bad Boys 2, I would recommend it, purely because it's the kind of film, like, hence why they recommended it and why they made fun of it to an extent in Hot Fuzz, because it is the kind of film that you should watch just to see how not to do it, how not to do police work, how not to do anything, like, literally anything. Okay, everybody looks really sexy in this film as well, though. Like, Will Smith looks fantastic at times. Some of the suits that he wears, some of the outfits are fantastic. And then you've just got Martin Lawrence wearing Miami Heat jerseys and NFL jerseys as well. So it's funny how, you know, the difference between the two... But the dynamic is great, and the duo are fantastic, and what we see in Bad Boys for Life is arguably even better. I really enjoy Bad Boys for Life. I'm not going to review it, sadly, because Michael Bay did not direct it. However, I think it's my favourite of all the Bad Boys. I love the first one. The first one has got a special place in being great. The second one is so stupid, it's fantastic. But the third one is legitimately very good, very entertaining. So yeah, if you're going to check any of them out, check them all out. It, why not <laughs> have a bad boys triple bill why not so yeah yeah this one is crazy that's all i want to say because i was slowly losing my will to live during it because it is so daft but it's very enjoyable and to be fair even though i do say it's too long it didn't feel that long at all and because so many crazy things happen it does just fly by and because it's so entertaining it feels good but it doesn't need to be two and a half hours almost, or it really doesn't. But anyway, with that, this has been Bad Boys, Bad Boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do with Bad Boys 2? And I shall speak to you in the next episode for, what are we talking about next? The Island? I think it's The Island next. Then we are getting into the Transformers films, so 
Can't wait for that. Cannot wait. So until then, I shall speak to you in the next episode of You Can't Handle the Truth.